Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things, literally today, with a social work perspective. Maybe not. Uh, I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I'm a social hospice social worker, and I have Matt here today with me. Hi, everybody. We are going to be cheersing. Cheers. Uh, with a dead Joffrey. Dead Joffrey. <laughs> because... We are going to be talking about uh, Game of Thrones. We're jumping on the bandwagon, as it were, joining the fray, not Walder Frey. No, definitely <laughs> not. And we are going to be talking about all of the things leading up to what, we, what we're what we looking forward to. Season 8. Tomorrow night. Starting, well, it'll be tonight when this comes out, because I'll put it, to, okay. put it out Sunday tonight. morning. Tonight. So, <clears throat> yeah, so let's... um. First, just acknowledge that you and I are very much, uh, I guess, bandwagoners compared to many. Uh, got a very late start into yeah. the Game of Thrones world. Didn't read the books. Definitely didn't read the books. Um, didn't start watching Game of Thrones until well after season seven. The last season was over. I personally did not start binging it until last fall, probably around um, August and September time frame yeah so she binged it and then <laughs> and sucked him into binging it well it took a while <laughs> but when i came when i came to realize that this is about enough time to binge all seven seasons <laughs> right before the final season that's when i started so yes four four or five weeks ago i started binging mm-hmm. all of them so i crammed them in yes so why did i start watching game of thrones when it's the very last season. By the way, you're going to hear our dragon slash dog, Ben, uh, crunching bones in the background yeah. because it's Game of Thrones, so why not? Yeah. He, he's either ringing the bells to go out and pee or he's going to be gnawing on a bone. So I prefer to think he's chewing on skulls. There you go. Maybe the bones of the dead. So He's gnawing on Ramsay's skull. <laughs> yes, he is the hound. <laughs> So, why did I start watching? Well, number one, it's a cultural reference. And as we've both noted, even more so, once you've seen it, you realize how much Game of Thrones has really infiltrated every part of the culture. Not just skits on SNL. Oh yeah, it's it's everywhere, and it was everywhere, and I I did my best to avoid all of it. I was a holdout (laughs) from the beginning. And I was too, honestly. The only thing I ever really heard about Game of Thrones was that, you know, it was a lot of sex, a lot of nudity, and a lot of blood and guts. And it really, not that I don't like that stuff. I mean, I do watch Walking Dead for crying out loud. But for whatever reason, I guess because I hadn't seen previews or whatnot, um, I really wasn't interested until I started seeing big pictures of the dragon. Well, quite frankly, I was a holdout because it was like, um, you know, we had DirecTV and we were... We were recording a bunch of shit, and it was like, I got enough to watch. I'm not going to add this on. And uh, it was just another thing, and everybody was like, you got to see this. I was like, nope, sorry, nope. I was being the jerk. Well, I'm holding out. And I, I mean, we didn't have HBO until the last couple years, probably, so yeah. we didn't even have HBO when Game of Thrones started. Yeah, so doing years ago when it started, and I was not here with you, that's when people were nagging me. Right. I was holding out even way back then. <laughs> even when you started saying, it's pretty great. Well, what I actually ultimately said was, I'm going to be watching this live. So you're either going to watch season eight with me with no context of what the show's about, or I suggest you start <laughs> binging it and know what we're talking about. <laughs> or I was going to completely ignore it and then eventually binge all of them later on. Right, right. But I figured... <laughs> I'm an Olympian. I, I can do it. You. <laughs> I guilt tripped you into watching this. I'm like the guy who was like, um, yeah, you can ski jump. <laughs> the Olympics are in a month. Yeah. Start now. Yeah. So here I am. So what I think is so funny about both of us in this instance is after binging so many seasons, which I think is like 69 hours or something, 67, 69 hours. Was it really that many? Yeah. And they're not even full, you know, 12 or 15 episode seasons, but it's still a lot. Seven seasons. It's a lot of 10, 10 season hour long episodes, and then it shortens to 
I think seven seasons seven in episode episodes. seven. Or season seven. And then there's only six episodes in season eight coming up, but they're each an hour and a half long. Right. Yeah. But what I thought was so funny, and I felt the same thing, but I didn't really say it to you, was that I was really happy that you started watching because I could watch it with you as a rewatch because by that time it had already been (laughs) four months and I was having withdrawals after binging all of that. So you poor people that have been watching this show for the entire time and have to, just like we do with stupid Westworld, have to wait for years in between seasons. Well, and that's the great thing too is uh, as uh, we run into like, you know, mundane conversation at work, I'm like, yeah, I just started binge watching uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're like, oh, you did? I've been watching that, you know. And and uh, then I like, they're like, where are you at? Yeah. And like, so I let them know, and they're like, oh man, okay, well, you know. And they're like, I don't want any spoilers. Please don't ruin it for me. But I'm getting to the point where this is happening, and I'm kind of excited, you know. And they'd be like, oh, dude, yo, yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna get really good, but. They have all forgotten. I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's like, I it's all pretty fresh in my mind because I've just started watching in early March. Yeah, early March. And pounded it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yes, P.S. I should have said this at the beginning, but honestly, if you're listening to this podcast with a title that has Game of Thrones in it, you know that there's spoilers. So, spoilers, spoiler, spoiler alert. Stop listening right now if you haven't seen it or you don't Ugh, want to know anything because we're going to be talking about come all on. of it. You're stupid if you're listening and, and expecting me That's spoilers. That's not nice. So, yeah. So, I was having withdrawals. So, I was glad that you started watching it because then I could start my, <laughs> my rewatch, <laughs> which most people are doing as the people that watch the whole well, season yeah, as and, it happened. And daily, <clears throat> right now, currently, uh, HBO has been showing a season per day. Right. So now I'm doing, like, basically a triple watch, although it hasn't been all the way through the second watch. So some of them I'm just seeing for the second time. Right. So tomorrow, season seven is going to air. No, season eight. The no, final no. season. What I'm oh, saying, yeah, yeah, season yeah. seven is going right. to air all the way up to all day. the beginning of season eight. Correct. Correct. We just finished season six yeah. on HBO this afternoon. Yeah, and, you know, as if that wasn't enough, I've also been listening to Still Watching, um, which is a podcast that has many different shows, but um, it's Joanna Robinson, and her co-host for this particular season was Richard something Lawson. Oh, it's not David Chen? It's not David Chen for this one. He does um, Westworld now. He did Westworld, and they also did uh, Sharp Objects. So she's oh. great because she's a writer for Vanity Fair, and so she gets access to actors and special effects people and sound people, and so she gets these interviews with people to get a little more in-depth with them. She's a great writer and a great interviewer, and she actually has pretty great commentary on a lot of... Yeah, she really does. <clears throat> and so they have been doing their top 15 favorite episodes. Their last episode is going to air. They're going to post it tomorrow morning for their favorite episode of all of the seasons but they've basically doing the top 14 like if you're gonna do a rewatch you have to do these specific um episodes oh wow okay so yeah i was listening to that today and she's great um you were talking about spoilers earlier the only thing that i really had spoiled well i really had two things spoiled for me but it really didn't affect the way i watched the show the red wedding i had always heard about i didn't know exactly what it was but I knew it was coming. And so I, I was still surprised when I watched it because I didn't know who all was involved. Uh, but I did know there's some wedding that was brutal. <clears throat> and then Jon Snow uh, getting murdered and coming back to life. That had been pretty well publicized <laughs> in, yeah. in social media. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew that was coming too. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I was watching it, I was like, when's Jon Snow going to die? Right. Now, I definitely didn't know how he died or how he came back to life. Right. Which but was, I, yeah. Yeah. But I knew, you know, it wasn't a cliffhanger. Plus, I could watch the next episode right away. So that was a season cliffhanger that I was able to watch like the next five minutes <laughs> because right. I was watching it. Who is the character that you, you hate the most. Oh, we're gonna get there. Oh, we, we, can, we can start with villains, though. Am I jumping into early? No, no, you're no. That's perfect. 
So I, I made a list of a bunch of kind of our favorites, what's most surprising, and what do we expect. So um, let's let's start with the villains. Who who is the your favorite person to favorite hate? Your favorite villain? villain. I love to hate Cersei. <clears throat> I don't. I, I felt a just a just a mm, a spark when she was uh, having to. Uh, she had to do a walk of shame. She did. And I a felt a little bit of sympathy and just that, during the Walk of Atonement, that's when you felt sympathy? Not when her three children died. It's almost as if she brought all of that upon herself. Yeah. And she's been steering the ship to destroy her own cat. <laughs> yeah. Are we trying to... We're not doing spoilers. I mean, we can talk about this, right? Oh, yeah. Spo- spoil away, because there's no... Everybody right. that's listening has right. seen everything up through season seven. She believes in her heart. <clears throat> everything that the cleric or the seer told her was true, and mm-hmm. the, she knew. The witch in the woods. Right, the witch in the yeah. woods. Her kids were all going to die. You think she really believed that, or you don't think she started believing that until Joffrey? Good question. I think that, yes. After maybe Joffrey is when she finally was like... This is really happening. Ain't no shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. told me the truth. So that's your that's your person you hate, love to hate. Well, there's only one person that I was happy to see die. Only one? Okay, go ahead. Well, more than I'm looking forward, if possibly she dies, but Ramsey was a <laughs> he was a steamy, horrible lump of shit. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey's death. Well, I guess we can kind of combine my two. So, favorite villain and favorite death um, could be the same. Joffrey was pretty easy to hate. He was kind of a whiny little bitch. He was just a kid. He was just a kid. He was a sadist, for sure. Definitely a sadist, and his mother didn't teach him. Right. Look, it's it's his mother's fault he turned out the way he was, and... Well, maybe some incest. We don't know. But yeah. Ramsey, 100%, was not only my favorite person to hate, and as we discussed earlier today, yeah. the actors that played Ramsey and... Um, Joffrey and the girl, the the name, the no. Oh, the no uh, face girl. Uh, yeah. yeah, no name, no face girl. Yeah, the the faceless men. That's what I'm trying to get out. Yes. Uh, the waif, I think they call her. Is the waif? Um, yeah, they all the actors themselves do an amazing job of making you hate them. Yeah. Ramsey in particular with that little freaking smirk, particularly, particularly, the one we just resaw, uh, rewatched today was when he meets John. And Sansa on the battlefield before the Battle of the Bastards, and he's got that freaking look on his face, like I've got you. Well, yeah, and John's like, uh, "Hey, let's go one on one right now." It's... Mano a mano. Yeah. Hey, I'll kick your ass. Yeah. And, and he says, clearly, yeah, I got a bigger army. <laughs> clearly, he wasn't gonna go for that. I'll shoot your brother yeah. in the back. Well, the problem is Ramsey's not stupid. Ramsey is a hundred percent a sadist. But he's also smart. And he likes uh, to mess with people. He's a manipulator. Uh, <clears throat> I would... Okay. Smart in the sense that he's a sadist smart. No, smart he's because He's not an intelligent he, man. He manipulated John to freaking ride forward. So it, you have to be intelligent to be a, a manipulator? He took over Winterfell. I mean, he did a lot of things that required intelligence. It doesn't mean he used his intelligence for good. He's a bad character. He's he terrible. He was focused on evil. He killed the entire his own time. father and then killed his own stepmother and baby, which is why his death is so so sweet. But I'm just saying. I mean, if you're intelligent, why do you focus on evil and torment? And well, that's hate? a whole other podcast about personality disorders. <laughs> okay, all right. You can listen to Psychology in Seattle for that. He, <laughs> all right. He's got. He's got a so super of intelligent, but he's absolutely loopy crazy. He's nonsense. He, he's a sa- he's a sadist. He yeah. loves torturing people. Uh, we saw early on that he would hunt people down with his dogs. 
So I'm saying when his own dog started eating his own face, <laughs> he should have enjoyed it. <laughs> no, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a masochist. That's when you like to inflict pain on yourself. Uh, he didn't like the pain. He liked to inflict pain. But he, he should have, in his <laughs> intelligent mind, realized that someone else was doing the same thing. Well, that's what made that death so, so sweet. mastery of it all. I mean, clearly there's been several deaths on Game of Thrones. But Ramsay's death, uh, number one... Poetic. ...that John got to beat the shit out of him beforehand. Number two, that Sansa was the one that got to actually reap the justice. Yeah. And number three, that it was his own dogs that he starved. I mean, that was just like the sweetest revenge. Yeah. It was one of the few times on Game of Thrones you're like, finally justice. Because... It was like tying a beautiful bow on a Christmas <laughs> present. Yes. I mean, seeing Joffrey die of poison was pretty awesome. But, yeah. Ramsay, I think, is my number one death. And villain. All right. Okay, so we're done with villains. We're done with villains. Are we done with villains? Well, do you want to talk more? Is that your favorite death and villain also? Um... I was I kind of enjoyed when Daenerys uh, decided I'm gonna take your fucking army. You, you want the dragon? And the guy was yanking on the chain for yeah, uh, the slave da- master. Was it Dano Dragos? What's uh, what's Dro- Drogon? Drogon. Drogon. He's like, it's no responding. He's yanking on the uh, chain. <laughs> the dragon's flying above him. Yeah. Like, Are you a moron? And. Well, Daenerys does have some sweet, sweet revenge on many people, um, especially the <clears throat> the uh, Dothraki lords. Oh, the second time around, yeah. Well, the Dothraki lords that try to keep her in with all the other Khaleesi's. Yes, that's the second and time And she around. lights them all on fire. And then also that one that you're mentioning. And then also when the slavers come back, and wage war on Marine, and then she's, they're like, no, no, you're surrendering, not me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dead. We're here to discuss a surrender. <laughs> and now they're like, okay, all right, which, in what ways would you like to surrender? And she's like, I don't think you got it right. We're talking about your surrender. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely... Let me climb on the back of my giant dragon that just landed. <laughs> there's so, so many sad moments in Game of Thrones, that it makes the these moments we're talking about so much sweeter. So a lot of villains met a lot of great ends. They did. They did. And but what's your favorite? Ramsay? I think it's got to be Ramsay. I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. So speaking of favorite villains and favorite Ooh, is deaths. There, is there a favorite revenge on your list? No, let's talk about favorite revenge. Is it different than death? I. What's your favorite revenge? Well... I've grown to really, really um, respect and enjoy the Hound and how he cleaned himself up. Kind of, he he damn near died. <laughs> he was left for dead. Right, a man found him, mm-hmm. rehabilitated him, mm-hmm. and uh, brought him into a colony of people who all just wanted to live in peace. Let's and- live in peace. Let's live our lives. Let's let's build a community. Yeah. Let's thrive. Mm-hmm. And, and he uh, used to be a sept. Do you remember that? The the guy that led the colony yes, used to he be was. a sept. So he, was, he, he was a killer. He used to be a he fanatic. He was a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they... Uh, and I can't remember that actor's name, but he's great. I love him. He was... He's in uh, John Wick. As, yes. 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 Okay. So, he's yes. so great. I can't think of his name. Yeah. I know his name because I've... It's all right. Anyway. Everybody knows who we're talking about. So, yeah. Uh, so the sweet, sweet revenge that when the hound when, just, like, grabs like, an axe. It's just one episode where, <clears throat> yeah, building a colony, everybody's smiling and happy, the sun is shining, and there's a feeling of warmth. And, and, <laughs> and you know something bad The hound happen. is just up there chopping wood. Like, I don't want to be near these people, but <laughs> chopping wood makes me happy, right? <laughs> right? And he's chopping wood, <laughs> and he hears people screaming. Yeah. He heads back down to the colony and every Oh, he doesn't hear he doesn't down. head back down. He's he hears them a kerfuffle. He hears them screaming. Yeah. 
And then he heads back. He's running back down. And by the time he gets back down, they're all dead. Guy who found him and saved him hanging from the highest yes. point in the church they were building. Or the, yes. the cathedral there. Whatever. That know. was sweet, sweet revenge. So he was like, <laughs> when he all was- right. Enough of being a nice guy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to live in peace, obviously. Let me just grab this axe and go murder some people. Here's a weapon of sorts. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm, I know this probably on your list is a list of favorite characters. Yes. uh, (laughs) I uh, I have to say that I enjoy that the Hound is um, not the person he started out to be. He yeah. kind of came around, did a 180, and he's kind of coming back around to kind of the person he was, but so your most, in a good way. Your favorite transformed character, would you say? Quite possibly. It, there's been several that Jesus, have had many it's, it's arcs. A, Jamie. Jamie's had a lot of arcs. The Hound. Yeah. Even Sansa, she didn't go from bad to good, but she went from... She was self-serving to yeah. starting to realize there's a bigger picture. and She's had a huge arc, and she's been through a lot. I mean, some people are pretty, you know, straight and narrow. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Brianna Tarth. <laughs> Brianna Tarth. Brianna Tarth. Uh, Bran, eh, somewhat. Um, Bran's just been a kid the entire time, but he's got an amazing but gift. But now he's the three-eyed raven, so he's not even Bran anymore. But he didn't even know he had the gift. Well, right. But there's been a lot of arcs, you know. Of several characters have had... They question... Whether you want to hate them or like them. And the Hound certainly has had some redeeming and some terrible qualities. But you didn't finish your revenge. He gets to chop up some people with an axe and then oh, meets the other, the he, brothers, the he, Brotherhood. He meets up with the Brotherhood who is, um, they're kind of led by. The guy that was revived by the Lord of Light. Jesus. And like that, that he name. is. God, so many people that are related to so many people, but. <laughs> He, yeah, he's he's been dead like five times. Yeah, at least. Five or seven? I well, can't remember. Well, that, that was one of the most funny lines is when he said, I've already killed you once, you know, I'd be happy to do it again. Yeah, he's been dead and the one man who brought him back. Is now dead, I think, isn't he? Not at that point. Oh, right. He dies when they go to the island. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But yes. So. That's, what, that's when the hounds turns around and he goes, that's it. <laughs> he can't bring you back anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So, so the, yeah. the hound is your most kind of redemptive. I think character? he's he's my. I think he's on my top of my list of characters that. At first, I really did not care for him one bit because he was a nasty son of a bitch. But he has realized that uh, that's not how he wants to live, mm-hmm. and he's he's looking to make. Westeros a nicer place if he could possibly do it without, <laughs> you know, he's going to do it by killing people, but... Right, right. And it was kind of self-serving he's at He's killing first. the bad people. Right, right. Not just people people tell him to kill. I mean, it was pretty amazing when he told Joffrey off and then just left. Like, oh. fuck the city, fuck this war, fuck the king, peace e- out. Exactly. And <laughs> it's like, it bye, all, it all, what are you going to do about it? The best part is it all started with he's just kind of looking out for Arya the entire time. Like, he's taking her somewhere, but she switches up on him and, and you know, alters his way of thinking yeah. the entire the entire trip. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's great. He's definitely transformative. It all it all it all boils down to when together they're at the um, the farmer with the daughter. Yeah. And uh, they leave after he robs them. Mm-hmm. But doesn't kill him. Doesn't kill him, but he, he goes. They're going to be dead. Yeah. And he, they come back, and mm-hmm. that's when he it dawns on him, and he sees the daughter visions in the, the fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In their place. Yeah. Yeah, the Hound is a great my character. favorite um, come around character. Yeah. You know. Redeeming character. Redeemed character. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know. Jamie's pretty close, but I think he's still self-serving. Yeah, Jamie's an interesting character because you immediately hate him because he pushes Bran out of a window. I mean, that's like our first introduction to Jamie. It's like pushing a kid out of a window. Right. And, and he then, looked like the goddamn Prince Charming from Shrek. <laughs> I mean, he is a good-looking guy. But 
he continues throughout the series to try to do good. Like it's in him that he wants to do good, but then he has to turn around and be like, look, this is a position I'm in. This is how it is. And no more clearly is it than when he's talking to, uh, what's his name? That was trying to be traded. He was married off at the red wedding and trying to be traded. Ed, not Eddard. No, uh, uh, Edmune. Edmune. I can't remember his name. Edmune. Yeah. Uh, when he's when he's a prisoner, Jamie takes over the siege of the Blackfish, and he's in the tent and he's trying to talk to him, and the guy's just like, "No, I don't want to hear what you have to say about my." Sister, I don't want to ha- hear what you have to say about my niece. And yeah, how Jamie's do you like, sleep at night? You're a terrible. F- yeah, and person. Jamie just fuck switches on him. He's like, "I will take your kid. I will take your wife. I will catapult them it's over like, the this wall." This isn't a negotiation. I don't give a crap about you and your yeah. family. I don't care about the people behind that wall. I care about Cersei. This is what I care about. And he switches back and forth so many times. You feel the sympathy for him, and then he will do something that makes you believe he's still that terrible person but really his motivation is always about love and, and then he sits and has conversations with Brienne of Tarth about honor he does he does and I think there's honor in that I mean he didn't you know he's the kingslayer he wasn't being dishonest with the guy in the tent uh, right what's his name? I can't um, remember um we just look at it up <laughs> he <laughs> yeah he um he tries to be honorable. I mean, the reason he's the Kingslayer is because he kills the Targaryen that was the king before Robert Baratheon, and he does it to save the people of Westeros. He's not doing it because he's trying to be a traitor. He's doing it to save the people. Well, he's, he said he was doing it because he loves Cersei. Well, no, not, not the killing of the king. That was because the king had gone mad and was threatening to burn the city. Oh, right. So he, you know, he has this terrible reputation with everyone and gets shit for it through the whole entire seasons of, you know, all seven seasons. People are always coming up to him and being like, you know, you're a terrible person. You broke your oath, blah, blah, blah. But he did it to save people. He didn't do it to be an oath breaker. And yet he has to continue to live with this. And yet when he goes north... To fight, he pledges that he wants to fight for humanity. Yeah, and at the very end of season seven, he finally leaves Cersei. I mean, he she threatens to kill him. And through the entire seven seasons, he's been completely loyal to her. He's doing all kinds of things to be with her, to support her, to protect her. And finally, he's like, no. To give her children. This is my oath, and I am doing it because it is more important you saw the White Walkers. You know this threat is real. This is bullshit. I'm going. And that's the first time he really stands up to her. So he makes a redeeming quality character very interesting because he definitely goes back and forth. Did you figure out his name? I haven't found him yet. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I know what his... You know, you go to IMDb and there's like a enormous no, no, list. Look, look up cast who was married at the red wedding. That'll that'll. Oh, uh, red it to wedding. You. I'll just type in red wedding. Yeah. So, aside from redeemable characters, who is your favorite character overall? And there's been a shit ton of characters on Game of Thrones. Favorite character of if all. If you had to pick one character, which is hard. I'll give you two characters because there's so many and there's so many that are pretty great. Favorite two characters of Game of Thrones. You want me to go first while you're looking this yeah, up? Yeah, please. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it would be easy to say everybody loves Jon Snow. Um, Arya is just this little scamp that has somehow become the world's greatest assassin. Managed to escape the waif and the faceless men. You know, escapes Westeros, escapes prison imprisonment, escapes being in the forest by her, by herself. I mean, she, although probably has some psychosis. <laughs> she's a vigilante. She's amazing. And, yeah, I definitely would want her by my side. So I think she's, she's, she's definitely... She's your favorite character. She's in my top two, I would say. 
I mean, can I say Drogon is my favorite character? Because no, no, no. He's we're a talking dragon. about we're talking about human beings, yeah. not not. So Arya is is right there, uh, and then probably Peter Dinklage's character Tyrion Lannister. Um, Tyrion, <laughs> like Arya, honestly, has managed to escape death multiple times, and uses their intelligence and their wit to somehow find their way out of things. Did you find his name yet? Ugh, I'm terrible. That's all right. I'll look and you talk about what your favorite character is. He's a Frey, right? Or is he a, not no, a Frey? No, he's a Tully. He's a Tully. Fuck. Who's your favorite character? All right. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, Arya's in the running. Arya's Tyrion's good. in the running. Edmure. 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 E-D-M-U-R-E. Tully. So he's the one that... He's not our favorite character. That's just no. backing up. Edmure is the one that... <laughs> Jamie was Jamie talking. was talking to, tied up to a pole in and the tent. And he was married at the Red Wedding. Right. Okay. In place of Rob Stark. Right. Okay. So favorite character, not including animals, because... It's easy to pick a dire wolf or a dragon. Right. Animals are pretty easy to like. I know you really like Davos. Davos is great. I feel like he could be your favorite secondary character. Because he's not a main character, technically. He has been nothing but forward-facing and good and honest and truthful. As long as we've known him. Right. I mean, he was doing what he was told mm -hmm. in Stannis' place. So he wasn't ever like doing anything wrong. He was doing what he was told. He was being loyal, mm -hmm. honest. He loved that little girl. Uh, Shireen, I think her name was. Princess Shireen. Ugh. That was heartbreaking. Hardcore. Uh. Anyway, Davos is great. Uh, Brienne of Tarth is great. Secondary character again. Secondary character. Also very good and loyal and linear. Yes, I'm. I'm thinking of the good people. Those are your favorite characters. Hot pie was pretty great. <laughs> Hot pie is your favorite character. I'm not saying fate. I'm saying in the running for my thoughts of who was great. What about uh, Varys? Varys, he's self-serving. He wants to say he's in it to help the people, but he just wants to. He wants to be amongst. The royalty and guide things in the way he thinks they should go to help the people. So he's being good, but he's serving himself, I think. Mm, I agree to disagree. I think I think Varys does have a little bit of self-serving in him, but I think the majority of his actual reasoning is that he actually wants things to be better. I really do believe he, he has the greater good in mind. Right, but he's perfectly happy wearing comfy clothes and living in comfy places. Oh, sure, sure. He's but not, he's also been tortured. He's not going to go out of his way. Yeah. He's also been very tortured. You know, When he was a child. Yeah. But that, you know, lifelong sting. Yeah. Okay. Um, where else are we going here? Uh, Daenerys, I think she means well. You can't have all like the characters her. on Game of I'm Thrones saying, be your favorite gonna... characters. All right. I'm going to go with... <laughs> It's gonna have to be Jon Snow. It's a, it's a cliche, simple as answer, but I mean Jon Snow's great. There's no reason not to love Jon Snow. He wants nothing but the best for everyone. He wants to make the world a better place. He wants to make Westeros peaceful. Yeah, he wants to make sure Westeros lives. Yeah, because they're all getting attacked. He's the one person with the most concern about the most imminent threat and the greater good. And the greater good. Yes. Yeah. Bran is pretty great too. I think Bran is underestimated, but he's, I think, definitely going to be playing a bigger role. And I think that's a little easier to see when you rewatch things because you know what's coming. That Bran has a lot more to do. And we wouldn't know who Jon Snow was if it wasn't for Bran. Is Hodor still alive? No, no. Hodor died when he was. Holding the door. Right, but that was when he was a kid. No, no, no. He had a seizure when he was a kid, and that's why they started calling him Holdor. So that's all he could say after that seizure. So this is part of the whole brand affecting the past thing. Well, Bran that's what I'm comes about. and affects the past. What I'm curious about is okay. So yeah, 
I'm telling you. He was an adult. So a grown the, the adult whole, when he was holding the door. Right, but the whole his whole life happened. But Bran, because of like the butterfly effect, you can think of that. When he was a kid, Bran came and looked at a vision. Now, how many times had he done that? We don't know. Right? That's kind of the question is, has he been the three-eyed raven? That's one of the fan theories, right? As he's a teenager, Bran's watching this, and he has a vision. Hodor, as a child, has a vision of himself as an adult holding the door. And then that's all he can say. His brain is, like, fried from that point on. And that's why everybody calls him Hodor going forward. So, which came first, right? Exactly. We don't know. That's what I want to know. We don't know. All right. Kind of both. So, no, Hordor is dead. He died holding the door for Bran to escape with, uh, what's her face? All right, what's next? <laughs> you never said who your actual favorite character was. Jon Snow. Oh, Jon Snow. Okay. I like Jamie Lannister. <laughs> I think he's going to come around and do some good. I think he might slay the king. I know you like Bronn because he's funny. Bronn's hilarious, but he's not my favorite character, but... I think the Kingslayer is going to slay the king. The Night King? The Night King. Maybe. He's pretty great. There's so many characters on Game He's of gonna Thrones. He's going to turn that negative name into a positive name. Into the Night King I Slayer? I agree with the theory that I heard on... What was that we were listening to? The uh, podcast... Uh, was that still watching or is it something else? I think it was still watching. It was... Yeah, they were talking about... The Kingslayer being such a negative name, and that it'd be great. Maybe it was a fan theory, but yeah, it was like a. Oh no, it was out west. It was out west. Yeah, out west. They were like, yeah. Would it be great if he could be the Kingslayer and change the the negative overtone of that nickname that he has into a positive? Well, and certainly they make a good point when you look in the book for the Kingslayer. Joffrey had made fun of him because quote you haven't done much, and. You know, that's because he killed the king. Ugh. You know what? And that's one of the reasons I really... Tyrion is one of my favorite characters because he smacked Joffrey around early on. <laughs> early on. That was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. What also was amazingly sweet was when Arya put on a different face and killed Walder Frey and killed his entire family. Ooh, that's good revenge. Right that there. was sweet, sweet revenge. When she was like, I want you to see who's looking down on you. It's a Stark smiling in your face oh, while so you die. I'm so looking forward to seeing what happens with Arya this season. Yeah. Yeah. So, favorite city. There's a lot of different cities. You can even count Castle Black. You've got Maureen. You've got King's Landing, Dorne, Highgarden, the Dothraki City. You've got lots of different places to choose from. What is your favorite city that you can pick up? Hmm. Dorne looked pretty nice. Dorne did look pretty nice. On reflection for myself, I'm going to have to go with Old Town because I love the Citadel's library. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. library was amazing. Does that count? They didn't even show that on the map, do they? Oh, yeah. They, they show Old Town. Old Town? Is mm -hmm. that what they call it? They don't call it the Citadel. Well, the Citadel is a place in Old Town. That's where Samwell goes. To be a maester. Karth looks kind of like a paradise, but it was ruled by a bunch of fucking crazy weirdos. Oh, right. That did look like a paradise in the middle of the desert. That was weird. Koth? Kath? Karth? Q-A-R-T-H? Yeah. Yeah. She stayed a brief time there. Where they tried to kidnap her dragons? Yeah. Stupid. Morons. And, you know, was it Dorne that had the water gardens? That was pretty. Dorne was pretty. Yeah, I like Dorne. I'd, I'd like to live north of the wall, though. You want to live with the free folk? I like to build fires and live dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like it to be hot, but uh, I'm going to have to go with more temperate. Winterfell is a good place for me to <laughs> actually live. All right. Uh, so what do you think was the most surprising moment? You didn't probably get as many spoilers as I did. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But what was the most surprising thing to you? I got very little spoilers because I... I tuned it all out. I swear <laughs> to God, I tuned it all out. I managed to barely catch anything. Yeah. And most surprised. Whew. Well, 
obviously, season one, Ned getting his head chopped up. That was kind of a shock, <laughs> right? But let's yeah. move on. Um, the Red Wedding was blown, kind of mind blown. Um, I think when Jon Snow um, became... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, Lord, uh, Lord Commander. Lord Commander, mm-hmm. and he gave um, I can't think of his name in order to uh, take command of an outpost or a, or a or a castle. I can't think of what it was, but he he pretty much turned him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jon Snow was like, "All right, get my sword." And uh, they basically walked him down. Jon Snow just chopped his head off. <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was completely blown away yeah. by Jon Snow. Just like, you disobeyed an order that I gave you. Off with yeah. your head. Yeah, that, and you know, it hurt him. It hurt him to do it. But he had to do it. I mean, just like his father, if you pass the sentence, you have to carry it out. Yes, and I think that probably that's what he carried yeah. along with him. But, yeah. I mean, every season you're blown away by something that happened, but I think that was the most... I mean, I, you were outside in the gazebo, and I got up <laughs> and walked out. I was like, holy shit, Jon Snow just chopped the guy's head off. He put on his big boy pants and chopped the guy's head off in front of everybody yeah. for disobeying an order. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Because it had been mellow up to that point, I think. It had to have been. I don't think it would have bothered me that much. I mean, there's just so much that happens. It's hard to remember everything. Um, I'm so happy that some of the Dar Wolves are still hanging in there and still alive. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that theory? Yeah, we can talk about the theory. The Dire Wolf theory and so how I'd, they relate to their Stark counterparts. The names, yeah. and uh, Their um, fate. The I names think. and the fates of the Dire Wolves. May have something to do with what happens to the Stark children. Right. So, Ghost is probably the most obvious because Jon Snow does die and come back from the dead. Came back. Yes. Uh, Lady was Sansa's direwolf and she becomes a lady, the Lady of Winterfell. They killed Lady in place of Nymeria. But does that mean that Sansa might get killed? We don't know, right? So Nymeria is Arya's direwolf. Arya's direwolf. Who, who was scared, you know, shooed still off. Still running wild. Shooed off as... Just like she is. Yeah, yeah. She definitely is. And uh, she has her own pack now. Right. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Bran's direwolf was Summer. Summer, which some people say is foreshadowing the fact that maybe he will end the winter. And there definitely has been talk about how Bran is connected to the Night King because he did touch him in that vision, which is why he was able to cross through the wall. I can't think of the name of uh, Rob's direwolf, but... Rob's direwolf was Grey Mist. One of the first killed and... Or actually not... One well, of the Lady first would have been the first, but yeah. he So Grey Mist was killed in the kennel when Rob was being killed um, in the Red Wedding. Right after so, he was killed, they came out and killed right. Greymist. Wolf was in, cap- in, captivity. in captivity when Rob was in captivity. Yeah, in, Rob yeah. was locked into the Red Wedding chamber and killed. And uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, Shaggy Dog was Brands. Right. No, Rickon. Shaggy Dog Rickon. was Rickon's. And uh, I need proof that Rickon's alive. And then... They, they threw the head in between John and Ramsey. And Rickon died in Middle between of the battlefield, yeah. Rickon. Yeah, Rickon yeah. died in between Ramsey and John. And I feel like there's one more that we're forgetting. Brand's dire wolf. Summer. Oh, we talked about Summer. Am I forgetting one? Uh, Is that all? Do we get them all? I think we might have got Good them question. Anyway, yeah, so <laughs> they, they definitely, I mean, I don't know if it's just a fan theory, but certainly... It seems to be... Something Relatable. to look at. Yeah. Uh, and everybody loves a, a good dire wolf story. So. Yeah, who doesn't love a good theory? <laughs> so, uh, most surprising moment for me. Man, I don't... 
There's so many. There's so many to choose from for surprising moments. Oh, you know what I just thought of? Hmm. The moment when Arya is uh, standing in the uh, base of that. She's escaped uh, the faceless girls, uh, the nameless girls, uh, up to the point where she's in that little spot and the girl closes the door and there's only a can one candle lighting the place up mm-hmm. after she beat the crap out of her while she was blinded yeah basically the waif caused her own death because she taught aria how to fight blind yeah i love that little surprise because everybody yeah. kind of thought I, I felt like aria was like in dire straits and then when when it happened it's like Oh, smart girl. Clever girl. Clever girl. Who says that? They say that in this show somewhere. Who was it? Do you remember? Clever girl. Clever girl. Remember I said, oh, somebody else says clever girl. No, that was girl. a different movie, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. It was Silence of the Lambs. My bad. Clever girl. Clever girl. Uh, yeah, so most surprising moment, I don't know, maybe when Oberyn got his head popped. Ooh. That was pretty damn brutal, and I did not see it coming, for that sure. That was a shock. You're right. I didn't have a spoiler for that, and it was brutal and gruesome. And you really loved his character, even though he'd only been on the show that one season. Yeah. But you really grew to love him. He was he was Tyrion's champion, and he was going to slay the giant. And yeah. he did. He did, basically. At the same time, it's he like got everybody, too cocky. Like, yeah. He uh, wanted revenge, and he wanted to hear. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember her name. Um, Yeah, he really wanted to claim vengeance. and Her uh, scream was just heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Joffrey getting poisoned, I actually didn't know that was coming, so that was a surprise, although it was more of a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Marcella dying was a surprise. I wouldn't say I was shocked about any of that. Right. And just... uh, Really enjoyed some death. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> says about me. But. Yeah. Um, I think also, I don't know, surprising moment, but incredible moment. Ah. When Jon Snow defeated the... Uh, the Night King? The Night, was it the Night King? Oh, no, not the actual Night King, but one of the... It was one of the... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you call them. One of the White Walker commanders, whatever they are. Yeah. Kind of like first lieutenants. Just blew right through him with his Valerian steel. And yeah. realized it doesn't just take dragon glass. glass. Yeah. Valerian steel. Yeah, that whole scene. Well, really the first time seeing a giant was pretty incredible. Um, but that whole scene where all the dead come flooding over the top of the mountain. And they just completely overrun that wildling camp. That was incredible. Yeah, they just like... Like lemmings over yeah. the cliff and then just get up and start running at them. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty incredible. But yeah, Oberon is probably my most surprising moment and death. Oberon. Ned Stark. I oh, mean, yeah. you kind of see that the, leading up to it. You kind of see it It was coming. really gruesome. It really was. Oberon, that was a tragic death. Ugh. Yeah. Brutal. And it was kind of a shock, actually. Her way of... Uh, Princess Mas- Mas- Marsala? Mm-hmm. Marsala. Marsala, yeah. Yeah, her like, getting uh, poisoned was pretty brutal. Bon voyage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what did you catch? Because I know you've seen a couple of the shows a second time as, I've been, <laughs> as they've been playing. Because you finished about a week and a half ago. So they've been continuing to play on HBO. Was there anything that you caught the second time that you didn't see the first oh. time? Oh. Wow, this is a long episode. I didn't realize we're going to talk about this for so long. Talking about it for a while. Um, you're better at catching things in the background, but yeah, we were just talking about how uh, uh, at the pyramid, the siege on the pyramid, when uh, Daenerys finally comes back, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they're in Mirren. Uh, Marine. Marine, mm-hmm. and um, they're discussing the surrender and. You see the, in the background, oh, yeah. you see the dragon drop down and come flying back up. Right, because like, you know the dragon's coming to get the mass, the slave master. But you don't, if you weren't paying attention, yeah. You didn't see him in the background, yeah. yeah. 
the one I noticed earlier today was the one I texted you about, which is I didn't realize that the father and son, when later on, I think it's season seven, that uh, I forget even what battle it was, but at the end, the only people that won't bend a knee are a father and a son, and the son's name is Dickon, and they're both Tully's. No, Tarly's. I didn't realize until I rewatched the scene where Samwell goes home to bring Gilly Samuel to Tarly. his family. Yeah. I still didn't even realize because of his name. Um, they're having dinner, or actually when he first gets to his home, his ancestral home, and he asks his mother, where's father and where's Dickon? And I just heard that on the still watching that they'd recast Dickon. So no wonder I didn't recognize his face. Different actor. But that's why I think the first time I didn't notice. But the second time I'm like, oh shit, Daenerys actually killed via fire, <laughs> via dragon fire, because they were too stubborn. His terrible father and his brother, Samwell's brother, were killed by Daenerys. And I don't, I don't think they've brought that back. Like, I don't... I mean, I don't know if Sam would care because he doesn't like his father anyway, but he might care about his brother. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that was who died. And because I'm a newbie to uh, Game of Thrones, uh, it amused me that uh, the... Uh, yeah, could never think of the character's name, but uh, the guy who... The guy who played... He was in uh, Deadpool. The, oh, Ed Screen. Ed Screen. Yeah. The guy that's Daenerys' lover from the second son. I can't <laughs> right, ever right. remember his name either. Right. And they just like, you're yeah. out. Somebody else is in. And they have to, in the first like... scene that the new guy's in, they have to say, where's so-and-so? <laughs> and then they show him, oh, there's oh, so-and-so. Yeah. Doesn't even look anything like him. <laughs> no, he looks like nothing him. like him. Yeah. So, yeah, the recasting was... I suppose that's kind of a shock. <laughs> well, it might not have been if you were watching it in real time. Yeah. But when you're watching things back to back, right, right, you know, a little easier. Who to the spot. hell is this guy? Yeah. All right, so now that we're at almost an hour, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, what are you either most looking forward to, or what do you hope will happen? You talked a little bit about Jamie oh, and the Night King. Man, I want to. Who do you want to sit on the throne? Dun, I don't dun, dun. quite honestly. I don't care who sits on the throne. <laughs> I want to see Cersei meet some sort of uncomfortable... Demise? Maybe not demise, but like... Oh, that was... I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you right now. That was the most surprising moment. When Tommen climbed up on that ledge and jumped himself out. That was a shock. I did not see that coming. That was like a... What? I I actually sat up on the couch and was like, wait, what? Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered. Good point. You want Cersei to see? Um, her loss of power, whether it's her being killed or not, mm-hmm. you know. I would like to see Arya find some serious, heartfelt justice somehow, some way. And so she's still got a few names on her list. There might be a couple of names on her list. Um, I want to know. And they're making a big deal out of whether uh, the unburnt, the mother of dragons, <laughs> stormborn Daenerys. <coughs> breaker of chains. Yeah, breaker of chains. Whether she can have children or not. So, I mean, there's no way she's not going to be pregnant, right? Come on. And is Cersei pregnant or not? Well, she says she is. I don't see why she wouldn't be with Jamie's child. Is she? Or is she not? Is I think she just she is. fucking playing the game? I don't think she's playing the game. I think she's really pregnant because she seduces Jamie after he has the hand, which would make sense in the time frame that she would get pregnant. Right. So I bet she really is pregnant. I don't think that's a fake. Okay, so yeah, here's my one big really what I want to know. How many more people is Arya gonna take out? <laughs> That's what you want to know? Okay. I enjoy her storyline. And is she going to meet back up with the Hound? Yeah. I hope that the Hound... I hope the Hound makes it back. The Hound will make it back. I hope that he gets to take out his brother, the Mountain. Quite possibly two of my favorite characters, Arya and the Hound. Yeah. Uh, I desperately hope that the two dragons survive. The Ice Dragon 
when, Ooh, when yeah. the ice dragon was killed, then the real dragon was killed. That was terribly sad, but even just devastating when the Night King pulled him I'm out of the water. I'm thinking that if, if uh, the two dragons meet up, and they... I'm almost guaranteeing the two it's dragons It's going to be like, Wonder up. Twin Powers, activate! <laughs> Form of... A dragon that doesn't give a shit about this war. <laughs> but, can Bran control the dragon? That's the question, right? That's what I'm wondering. Bran... Is, is Bran able to control the Ice King, the, the Night King's... I mean, Bran clearly has a big part in this. We just don't know what it is. They're both in each other's head. Yeah. Yeah. So if he could control the dragon or the Night King, I guess. Uh, but that almost seems too easy, you know? I wonder if there's some kind of internal struggle with that. It's going to be great. But I definitely, especially because they made the Ice Dragon's flames different color. I can't imagine a scenario in which the two dragons, at least two of them, don't meet up. Maybe not Drogon. It might be the brother, the younger brother, the twin, basically. <clears throat> I bet they will meet up. What I really hope is they change the theme, the opening theme, the, instead of cellos, recorders. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the worst. I know. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of death. I think most of our favorite characters are probably going to be killed off because it's Game of Thrones. But someone did also say, I think in that same episode we were talking about, the Out West episode podcast. um, Who's going to die? I don't know who's going to die. But I think um, it's, it's leading towards us finally swaying the balance between bad and good so the whole beginning the first three seasons were just devastating that's when ned gets killed the red wedding happens you think sansa's gonna die yes she probably will she didn't get her revenge so her dire wolf was killed a long time ago yeah that's true her dire wolf was killed in place of someone else so maybe she sacrificed herself for Arya. no Arya is still like yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that at all. For the direwolf situation, you don't think Sansa would sacrifice herself for her sister after they've been at odds for so long and blah blah blah. Ooh, I like that story. Maybe. I think Jamie's gonna die. I bet Cersei comes out alive. I just have that feeling. Cersei's gonna live through all this. I hope Tyrion she, kills. She Cersei. might be. <laughs> if anybody kills Cersei, it should be. Arya, since it's been on her hit list since the beginning. Tyrion or Cersei? Come yeah. on. It can't be Tyrion. He already took out his father. Huh. I think it have to be Arya. Or Jamie. It could be Jamie. That would be some brutal justice. Whew. If Jamie has to take out Cersei, Cersei for some reason. Oh. That'd, oh. Be, that'd be playing with your heartstrings. My mind is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like I said, I mean, Daenerys' whole point is she said she doesn't want to take the Iron Throne. She wants to break the wheel. She doesn't want it to be family names anymore. And now that we know that Jon, who's eventually going to find out that he's half Targaryen, half Stark, and quite surely Are you sure he's going to find out? Why would we find out if he's not going to find out? That's just silly. Just so we know. Somebody's going to find out. And they're definitely going to find out that she's pregnant with their baby. I think Tyrion already knows. He might. But that means that baby's going to be a Stark and a Targaryen. Right? Mm -hmm. But his last name would be Targaryen, not Stark. Ooh. What? A Stark and a Targaryen baby. Would they still be able to... uh... Be a father or mother of dragons? I mean, father technically, John is a Targaryen and Stark. Because his mother was a Stark. That would that would make sense why the dragon welcomed him. Right. So, it makes sense why the dragon is not as hostile to John. Oh, silly shit that I haven't even thought about. John's going to ride the dragon. I'm sure that's going to happen. Against the ice dragon. Maybe. 
And then dun, dun, dun. John gets taken out. <laughs> and what's left is his baby that he didn't know about or just found out about or some oh. drama. There's going to be a lot happening in this next six episodes. So we might have to do like a recap after everything's done. But we just wanted you to know that we're all just as much of a nerd about this as everyone else. Even though we didn't read the books and we didn't start oh, 20 years ago or whenever this started. Hopefully the windmills will keep turning so that we have electricity because if yeah if i don't have tv you know we don't have electric we don't have windmills we don't have tv windmills unless we get windmill cancer are you tilting at windmills don quixote wait what are you doing i'm just thinking about windmill cancer (laughs) if you spin the windmill the other way Uh, does it cure cancer that would be amazing let's go ahead and spin some windmills the other way (laughs) And hope that none of us get cancer. Because one way or another, someday, we'll all be dead. We'll all be dead.